Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy-ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and this is my last freaking episode in my 20s. That's right, bitches. The next time you're listening to the I'm Sorry What Podcast, I'm going to be 30 fucking years old. Isn't that wild? Isn't that so wild? And you know how, how insane I am? Like, obviously, I don't feel like I need to finish that sentence or justify anything. However, if you listen to this podcast, if you're a loyalist, you know I'm crazy. If you're new, I'm sure that 30 seconds into this, you already know that as well. So, you know, the family motto is everything happens for a Riesling. Yes, the wine. And I just think it's really fascinating that a couple of things are happening next week. Right. So the the my birthday just happens to fall on a Wednesday during I'm sorry, what Wednesdays fabulous. Last year, I did the podcast on Tuesday to do my do it with my birthday. And this year I don't have to. But also and this is going to be so dumb. (laughs) Please please don't make fun of me. I need you to just let me have this. okay? so I'm just let me have it. So the next episode is the 118th episode of the podcast. And my number in lacrosse was 18. And tell me that you peaked as a college athlete without telling me that you peaked as a a college athlete because I was like, I got so emotional. Me in my silky pajamas, which I'll get to, literally getting ready for this podcast, you know, do my little typing, you know, set the mic up, go to pee. And I type in one 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 seven. And I'm like, oh, my God, the next episode is one eighteen. And then I start to tear up. And by the way, I'm on fucking Medusa week or shark week or whatever the fuck you want to call being on your nasty ass period. And okay, speaking of, listen, there's going to be a lot of jumping here. We have a lot to talk about. I just want to say this to my ladies out there or however you identify and you get a period. Do not change your favorite brand of tampon. And I'm just listen, I'm going to say that now. And if a tampon brand wants to sponsor the podcast and change my mind, I will be open to it. However, here's the situation. So I'm a Playtex sport kind of bitch. Like I said, I peaked in college as a college athlete and I was a club college athlete, but just let me fucking have it. OK, so anyways, I always use Playtex sport because she's a sporty girl uh, and I, I, I like the applicator, the whole shebang. And listen, if your mans can't listen to somebody talk about tampons, he's not it. OK, he's just not. He's just not. So anyways, I decided so I went to actual target in the store to pick up tampons, which I usually don't do. She's a drive up bitch these days. And I saw next to them, they had the target brand. And you know what? Most off brand things actually are very much like the product. Like I rarely buy a name brand. And that's not me being, you know, like I don't do name brands. No, that's me being a cheap ass motherfucker. Okay, listen, she worked in radio. Say it with me. She was a radio host. She's poor. Okay, so anyways, not to shit on the industry. You know, I love it, but we poor. So anywho, I see the Target brand. I'm like, oh, this is it. That's so exciting. They must have made their own version of the the Playtex sport. When I tell you 
that this is one of the worst tampons I've shut up my vagina. And you know I've used the gas station little twisties. The boys are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Men, let me tell you a little something. Because the world is full of cheap bitches, there are certain toilets that you'll go and do public restaurant restaurants, public restrooms that you will roll into and there will be a little like quarter slot and you have to twist this nasty looking machine and hope that maybe a tampon's going to pop out. And, you know, the prices, the prices have increased. Inflation hits all. OK, I saw one for a dollar twenty five the other day. I was like $1.25 for a literal cotton ball that you shove up your vagina. I'm like, I'll do a makeshift with the toilet paper. The girls know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I'm telling you right now, I don't know what happened. Target, I love the up and up brand. This did not go up and up. This was like, I'm staying where I am. I just need you to do your job. It was a literal cut in half on the price. So I will say this. I I will not do name brand until it comes to like my tampons. I the Playtex Sport for life. If you'd like to change my mind, then you can send me free tampons, but I'm not fucking paying for them. I absolutely refuse. I'm horrified. Like I just I love being a cheap bitch. I just do. But I will jump at any opportunity to tell people that my Louis Vuitton is fake. I wear my Louis Vuitton bags it's because they match my outfit. I think they're cute. I think they elevate. But the second a bitch literally says to me, oh, my God, I love your bag. I'm like, it's a fake. It's a fake. You know, somewhere Jimmy's like absolutely rolling that I was like demanding these fake Louis Vuittons. And he was thinking like, oh, I had a boozy, bougie ass girlfriend. No, I wanted to tell everybody that they were fake it, to the point where, OK, so I'll get into my whole weekend. It was wild and amazing. But I was at a bar on Sunday during Oktoberfest and this girl was literally just trying to tell me that my purse was falling off the chair. She was like, oh, is this your purse? And I was like, yes, it's a fake. Isn't that amazing? And she goes, yeah, all your stuff's falling out of it and it's dropping all over the floor. I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, OK, but do you think it's cute, though? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, it's a fake. Like somebody come fucking get her. Just cut. Cut it out, bitch. Absolute cut out. So anyways, this is my last episode of my 20s. I can't wait to be 30. I'm excited. She's wild. I don't know what I'm really doing next week fully. I There is a Sharks game the night before my birthday, and I forgot that I took it off of work. I don't really have the, the FTO for it, to be honest, because of how much time I had to take off. So this would like probably completely wipe my FTO for the rest of the year, which is nerve wracking because I get sick every five minutes. However, I just feel like 30 flirty and thriving should not be 30 working and dying. I just don't think that's the right vibes. I've conned my dad into going to lunch with me already. Because he's done the area. But I did make a hair appointment for noon. So we're going to have to work out our schedules. I'll call him later. But yeah, I called the hair salon today. That really like locked it in for me. Because I was like, I feel like I should have a fresh do. And I'm thinking about doing something so toxic. So if you know me, I rarely make a decision by myself. If I'm making a decision, there was at least four phone calls to the girls and the boys being like, should I do this? And when I say the girls and the boys, I mean like, you know, Everybody. I'm talking like I'm talking to Elon George. I'm talking to Kim. I'm talking to Julie. But then let's add in the fact that I'm also talking to their partners. Like if I'm asking for opinions, you best believe I'm getting Alex's Kim's Kim's boyfriend. 
I'm going to get Ryan's, Julie's husband's. Like, I'm going to get the damn opinions. I want them all. I rarely make a decision alone. So what I'm thinking about doing is just going with my gut, not not telling anybody what kind of hairstyle or color I'm thinking about and just doing it and then posting it on TikTok and that being the debut. And originally this was all supposed to be a secret, but I cannot keep a secret. I just can't. So I had to tell you all that that's my toxic thought. Who knows if I'll do it? My anxiety might be a little too high for such activities to just like go do something so bold. But wouldn't it be fun? And I feel like that'd be perfect rolling into 30. And I got really stressed about what the fuck I was going to do with the 30th episode of the podcast. Because I was like, or not the 30th episode, but my 30th birthday episode because I was like oh you didn't plan this at all and you should have because the 29 one where I was like the 29 things I've learned in my 29 years was like great right but I can't just like do 30 again that's boring so then thanks to the TikTok gods I was strolling and today someone was doing a series where it was like 30 things that I'm leaving in my 20s and I was like oh my god it's amazing by the way number one is poorly planned bachelorette parties and I've never felt something more real we are old now Okay, and just accept that if you can't do the job, that's fine. Phone a friend, phone a fucking friend. I she was right. She was like, I can't go to another poorly playing bachelorette party. And it's like at this point, you've at least seen one on TV. Okay, like. There there are I'm not saying they're not challenging to do. There is a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into them. I know. However, there is so much more blood, sweat and tears when is poorly planned. I just can't. I'm with her. I'm with her. So so I think that's what I'm going to do for the episode. However, I will post a little question, Rooney, on um, on Instagram so you can weigh in and see, like, what what do you want to hear on the 30th episode? You know, uh, I think it's going to be a good time. I'm thrilled. And uh, we have a, such a fun episode for you today. We as in me and you. Uh, I had a wild weekend. Okay, and it kicks off here because you know that I just take notes on my phone throughout the week of things that like I think would be fun to talk about on the podcast. This is my favorite thing. This was my first note when I opened my iPad today. The hot McDonald's guy on Vasco. And luckily for me, I knew exactly what I was talking about. So as I mentioned, it was a wild weekend. So kicking it off with friend of the podcast, Lindsay, got married on Friday. So I drove back to my parents' house because I basically still live there as well. Um, I drove back on Wednesday, dropped off for Bobo K, uh, which I got mad compliments on. And it's like, thank you. OK, I feel like my Bobo K game has just really been stepped up. And I think I'm getting borderline cocky about it. But like everyone is just better than the last. Like I just I'm figuring it out. I'm getting it together. And it's just amazing. So anywho, I dropped it off on Wednesday, stayed the night at my parents for the next couple days. And then on Friday, I worked in the morning and then I drove up because a couple of friends were staying at an Airbnb. And so I was staying with them. So Friday was the day of wedding. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like hustling to get around the house. And I had cooked myself lunch, but it just looked gross and I wasn't in the mood. So then I was like, you know what? I'll just go to McDonald's. Like, I realize that after this, by the way, when after I ate the McDonald's and I got out of my car to get to the house and I know I'm jumping around, but welcome to the podcast. I realize how unbelievably tragic the inside of my car looked if you walked by. There were two tickets in there. Yes, two. Two parking tickets just like on the dash. 
and then a crumpled up bag of McDonald's with a couple lingering fries and then like four different drinks. I mean, they were waters, but they were like of all different sizes. And I was like, if you peeked your head into this car, like the tragedy that you think would have struck the human being who drives it, I was like, oh, this is not for me. Okay, however, backtrack. So I decided to make a, a, a Hail Mary decision, if you would, to go to the McDonald's. And I go there and so I, you know, I order my food. This time I like to do right now they're doing that that special where it's like buy one, get one for like a dollar or whatever. So I do a McDouble. The difference between a McDouble, by the way, and a, and a double cheeseburger is that a McDouble is cheaper and only has one piece of cheese. I get it without the onions. And then I do a McChicken with no lettuce. So I am 100% that bitch. So anyways, I, I pay at the first one, whatever, it's fine. I go to the second window and my breath is taken away. Quite literally got the wind knocked out of me. I had to I had to literally double take. I am recording this um, video, but we all know that I've been sucking ass at posting them. But maybe well, I literally like turned to the window, like, you know, not expecting anything. This man hands me my food. He gives me like a little smile and a nod. And he's like, have a nice day. And the way I like basically shit my pants, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, um, yeah, you know, like this. I swear to God. Remember when everybody was obsessed with that kid from Target that was like insanely hot? I think we need to trend the McDonald's on Vasco, man. He was in the second window. OK, the pickup window. And I was just I, my breath was taken away. I literally did not function in a good way. And I was like, no wonder no one talks to me at a like if you're gorgeous, you walk up to me unless you're talking to Smashley. Apparently, I was just like I couldn't function and maybe it just caught me off guard. I'm not saying that ugly people work at McDonald's. I'm just saying I just really wasn't expecting it on the Vasco and Livermore. You know, those of you who know, know. But anyways, if you are in Livermore, may I recommend going there? So anywho, let's get into the wedding. I was so thrilled to be invited to this wedding. Like just literally getting invited to a wedding is just like the creme de la creme. Like you've made it. You know what I mean? The more I'm in them and the older I get and the more stressful I watch people making a guest list, the more I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, OK, I've made it, bitches. So I'm there um, and I go to the house. I have to say a little something, something about the house. And I I don't know. So we go into the right. There's this game room, right? Which seems totally normal. There was an absurdly large A's mural in there, which felt weird. And one of my friends, Shelby, her boyfriend pointed this out to me. And I kind of wish I didn't see it. But I, I had just mentioned him like, it's kind of funny that there's a bunch of family photos in this game room. And he was like, did you see the butts? And I've stayed in some freaky Airbnbs. I'm going to be honest with you. So I was definitely picturing a sex sculpture. I'm just going to keep it 100 because I have seen them in Airbnbs before. And he's like, and I was like, oh, like a sex thing? And he's like, no, like a kid thing. There is nothing weirder to me than naked photos of kids. I don't listen. I get it. I get it because I hear all about how I had the cutest little tushy growing up. And first of all, what I don't like about that is they say when you were young, it's like she's still got a nice ass. OK, I do. I spent time doing squats. I'm not going to say I do them now, but I feel like that shit lasted. OK, so like if you're going to talk about my tushy as a kid, I just feel like we don't have to say you did have a cute tushy. We could just say you have 
you really grew into that cute tushy. I don't know how to say it without being creepy, but I don't like that I don't get credit for my nasty ass these days. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, I can't fucking deal with naked kids. I find it weird. I find it weird that you take pictures of them. I don't know what to tell you. So then there's just a row of butts. Okay, so you're thinking, all right, Ashley, like, relax. That's normal. People have naked frame photos of their kids all the time and it's normal. And it is, which is weird. Okay. however, this was in their game room, like with pool, not like a kid's game room or family. What do you put a pool table in there? I'm thinking like 50s man drinking scotch. You know what I mean? So you want your name? I just. okay. Besides that, the room was popping as a single bitch. um, One of the two single people in the home that weekend, I obviously got the room with the bunk beds, which was really fun. I didn't understand. um, You know, they were like, in case you bring somebody home. Sorry, dad. But literally, this is what my girlfriend said to me. She goes, we gave you the room with the bunk beds in case you brought somebody home. And I was like, so in your scenario, like I understand They met in high school. okay? so I get it. Maybe they didn't have the same experiences as us single people who didn't find the love of their life at the age of 14. But I was just like, in what world would me bringing home someone from the wedding and being like, come stay in my bunk beds? In what way does that benefit me? I just didn't quite understand the logic there. I didn't mind being in the bunk beds. I was like, not, you know, I was like, a friend of this group, like I was honored to be included. However, no one needed to justify the bunk beds to me. Very strange, very weird vibes. So anywho, (laughs) house is gorgeous. We go to the wedding and I just have to tell you, this is my kind of bride. All right. Like I had the pleasure of officiating a wedding that she was the maid of honor in and I went to the batch. So like I know my organized girl when I see one game respects game. Okay, and the game here was strong. Bride looked stunning. Groom cried. Chef's kiss. We love to see it. It was so freaking cute. This venue was fucking gorgeous. Okay, literally stunning, stunning. It had this little pond in the back, right, with a little gazebo. And it was just like, oh, there's vineyards around. It was a it was a chef's kiss. This was like the wedding venue you see in a magazine. And you're like, this is the one. Okay. So the wedding's over, right? The ceremony's over and, you know, we're walking to the bar and one of my friends goes, are we seriously going to be the first people to the bar? To which I literally stopped in my tracks and just turned to him and I was like, what are you talking about? Of course, we're going to be the first people at the bar. We are the college friends. This is our birthright. Okay, listen, you do not invite your college friends to your wedding unless you want a little bit of a shit show. A little bit ratchet, just a tiny bit, a tiny bit, just a little bit of twerking on the dance floor, a little too drunk, a little. Are we going to have to cut them off? We should be the first people at the bar. We are representing her college experience. Do you want everybody at the wedding to think that she had a boring college experience? Like, no. Sonoma State already has got a reputation that were like not fun because the ropo popo shuts down every party at like 1030. We can't just like let everybody think that once a seawolf, always a seawolf, baby. And seawolves drink. OK, so I was like, absolutely not. We're going to the bar. So, you know, <laughs> we go and um, I don't know. After a couple beers, what came over me uh, was that I went back up to the bar because they were serving like some coarse lights, some bud lights. But my outfit was like just so cute. I felt like 
Well, I thought it was cute at the time. I was humbled, but we will talk. The I'm sorry what moment we'll talk about that. Okay. A teaser. So I asked the bartender. It was nothing against like the cans. I just thought I look elegant. You know, what? I don't have to justify myself. I wanted a damn glass. One of the things about me is I hate drinking from cans. I will drink my White Claws in a wine glass. I'm just not a can girl. She is who she is. So I go to the bar and I was like, can I get one of those glasses to like pour my beer in? And also just out of like pure respect, you know, I was like, I don't know. Maybe she wants the there was glasses there. And I was like, maybe they were supposed to be for the beer. So I just asked for him. The bartender looked at me like I was an absolute psychopath. And I was like, listen, I was the first person at the bar. What do you expect? And he's like, you want a glass for your beer? And I was like, listen, honey, I did not get this dressed and look this good to not have the glass match the vibes, you know? Like, what are you doing? Just give me the damn glass. So anyways, I get the glass and I did not get, I did not not hear about it for the rest of the night. And I was like, whatever, she is who she is. Uh, however, once the dance floor hit, I 1000% went for the can. Because if there's something that you need to know about me is that if I'm at a wedding, I am breaking a glass. It happens every time. At my friend Neil's wedding, where I was iconically a groomswoman, I broke like a bunch of bottles on the dance floor and then walked away and told them like years later that it was me. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. I'm a great wedding guest for a lot of reasons. Um, That's not one of them. So anyways, it was just like literally the best time. And the bride was gorgeous. I never left the dance floor. I was legitimately having the time of my life. And let me just tell you, remember how I was just gushing about the outside of the venue? Babes, the inside. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, this venue had to have come out of a goddamn magazine. There was like right behind them because it was in a barrel room. So there's barrels everywhere. They had these like beautiful twinkly lights behind them. And then there was a goddamn marquee sign in the back that said love. It's like, listen, so unbelievably perfect. Everything was great. Speeches were wonderful. Just wonderful. Love the maid of honor. Okay, you guys, I don't think I've ever fallen in love with a couple the way I fell in love with the maid of honor and her husband. They had the matching energy on the dance floor. And I feel like that's rare to find. It is very rare to find two people who love to be on the dance floor and then they're married to each other. I was like, oh my God, this is like incredible. It was the best. Also, I have to say, getting to watch the groom, like, Every once in a while, you go to a wedding. Usually it's every time, honestly, but it's one of my favorite parts. I feel like this is where I see grooms really love their person, you know, because a lot of a lot of bros are real like quiet and closed off. But I feel like in the last like couple weddings that I went to, I really noticed this. I'm not saying it didn't happen to all of them. I'm just saying I like really noticed like how much love just like is spewing from the groom. And you're just like, oh, my God. Look at this. It was just beautiful. Um, Also, I have to give a shout out. I got one upped. Okay, I just have to say. So the whole story about me like heroically getting out of the uh, hospital to get to Jenna's wedding. You know, I thought that was going to be like the most epic wedding story I ever heard. However, however, one of the friends had fucking kidney stones and was still at this wedding. So I obviously took it upon myself to try to shake them out of her. But I just could not believe that she I I was like, wow, I really thought me being like, oh, my God, I'm going to have this heroic moment where I bring my walker down the aisle or like to the wedding. But I miraculously walk. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was 
I was fucking one-upped. Kidney stones, genuinely my life fear. Genuinely. And I have had a lot of illnesses. Kidney stones keeps me up at night. The idea that you have to pee out something, especially when you don't want kids. That's just torture. Because I hear it's like having kids, peeing out this rock. And I, no. So I felt for her. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to, it's her story. So I'm not going to like, you know, I would love to give her the street cred and the hype, but I didn't ask permission. So if she wants me to, I'll give her, I'll give her all the credit. But like, anyways, I just thought that was amazing. Also, at the end of the night, we go back to the Airbnb and we were on the Delta. And it's for some reason, you know, two of the guys decided to go drunk canoeing. And at this point, I'm drunk enough to be in mom mode, which is rare. I don't feel like I always get in mom mode, but it's probably because in my junior and senior year of college, when I would drink, I would get into mom mode because then I was like an older lacrosse player. So, you know, I was so worried about them being in these canoes. And I was like, if they if they fall, there's no way my instinct is not going to be to jump in after them. Right. Even though it would make no sense. I'm not a good swimmer. I probably am least likely of everybody at that part, like of everybody who was there, I definitely work out the less, like the least. I can say with my whole body and soul that everybody there works out more than me. They're doing workouts. I'm just listening to a workout playlist on a walk. OK, and I'm not shaming myself for that. I'm just saying I was not the one that should be saving anybody, but I just knew I would. I just knew it. She's crazy. She's insane. So this really stressed me out. But then the next day I was like, that was actually really funny that you did that. And uh, I had a good time. No one died. And it was just great. It was so fun getting to be there. And I got like weirdly emotional about it talking to my mom. I was just like, it's so fascinating to me how you never know like who's going to stay in your life and end up being so important. So the bride and I are friends through two of my friends from high school who then went to Sonoma, who I historically bullied into coming to Sonoma State to play lacrosse with me. And, you know, I love them. They're like little sisters and best friends to me. And, you know, we like from there, I got to meet all their friends and we're like close. And that's just so special. Like that's so special to me. And it was so incredible. And I promise I won't cry again about it, but I did cry twice, maybe three times about it. I was just like, I feel like this has been a really good year for me. And I'm sure I'll talk more about it in the next episode. But this has been a great year for me of realizing just how important the people are in my life and how important, you know, it it is to like maintain these special relationships and then like just not take them for granted and how absolutely wonderful it is when you like keep your heart open to people. Then you get to end up being at like gorgeous, immaculate weddings you know, like shaking your ass with the bride on the dance floor. Like what a what an amazing experience. So I had the best time. I was so honored to be there. And um, that was actually my last wedding of the season. So, you know, I really feel like I, I got to end on like such a good wedding and I'm ready for the 2023 wedding season. I believe I have three on the books right now. So she's ready. I'm actually not in any wedding so far next year, which it's weird because that is my whole personality type right now. Like that, I, that's, it's strange. I don't know what's going to happen. I am going to a bachelorette party and then one of the weddings is like out of state. So it's probably a good year for me not to be in one. But like somebody get engaged and get me in a goddamn wedding right now. Like what are we doing? <laughs> OK, so that was all Friday. So then on Saturday, I was dead because like I said, she's pushing 30 in a, literally a week. 
And so, you know, she can't hang. But I knew I had Oktoberfest the next day. So I come home to my apartment in Campbell and I what I can only describe to you all as marshmallowed it. I literally got my fluffy down comforter. I just crawled on the couch and I was all cuddled up and I was ready to watch Scooby Doo. And then who calls? Australia. If you're new to the podcast, Australia is a wonderful friend of mine. Um, you know, we met at a bar when I hit on him and we've become best friends ever since. So listen, when it comes to shooting your shot, as I've mentioned, I think you should do it. It's not always going to turn out the way that you think it's going to turn out. Sometimes, yeah, maybe you end up with a boyfriend. That's cool. Sometimes you end up with a best friend. And I got really lucky in that front. So Australia has been in Australia. He's back. He gives me a call and he's like, do you want to go like get food? And I was like, listen, babes, I'm not leaving this motherfucking couch. So if you want to see me, you come potato with me. It is what it is. So he came, he potatoed with me. I looked at photos from his trip. It was the best time. And then I was like, listen, I have been hot girl walking literally every day in October. And I am destroyed by the fact that I left my Apple Watch charger in Livermore. So then there are like two, two and a half days where I got no credit for my hot girl walk. And I was ready for the whole like at the end of the month where it's like, congratulations, you've worked out every day. It's like, that's all I want is the validation from my Apple Watch. That's like, get up, fatty. It's time to stand. You know, I want to defeat it by saying, well, I fucking worked out. So leave me alone. I'm not going to get that satisfaction, but it's fine. But when I was dead on the couch, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to go for a hot girl walk today. And he's like, let's just do it. I'm like, ugh. okay. so at like 830 p.m., we go for a hot girl walk. May or may not have heard gunshots. And the problem with the gunshot situation was that my reaction was to keep going towards them. And I'm a little concerned about that. I think I just hear so many fireworks and things that I'm like, well, it's not guns. But like this is America. So it's probably is guns. And I just walked towards the danger. And so thankfully, Australia was there was like, um, hey, babe, a pivot would be good. Like, let's not take a direct walk into into the gunfire. Can we just talk for a hot minute about how absolutely dramatic iPads are? Like, I feel like when my iPad dies, it's takes it as an oath that it's not coming back for anything. It, it is how I felt on on Saturday for sure. But my iPad died in the middle of this and I put it on a charger and it's literally just looking at me like no way. So we'll see. That has all my notes on it. So I might have to switch to my phone. Anywho, None of that's important to you all. I just wanted to say that they're being dramatic. So I'm going to try to do Saturday, Sunday based off memory. And I drank a lot of beers that day. So there's that. Oh, she's alive. Uh, OK, so listen, I love an Oktoberfest. I really do. Um, it's so funny. My uh, my girlfriend, Kim, and I were like looking for one to go to. We ended up going to the one Livermore at Shadow Puppet. And uh, my cousin sent me one in Campbell. And I was like, Oh, my God. Finally, an opportunity to, like, do something in Campbell. Like, I live here and I never do anything. So, of course, jumped at the opportunity. We went on Sunday. It was so fun. Um, I had a charcuterie here in the morning, of course. You know who she is. And it was me and my cousin, Danielle, who's a friend of the podcast. Her best friend, Mo, who we've been talking about how we're going to love each other. And we did. And then her lovely boyfriend, Kevin. So in case you forgot, Kevin is a football coach. And I historically have gotten drunk 
two weekends in a row, uh, two Fridays in a row, one one nicely after his game and one during. And so, you know, you all might remember a little story about a guy called earrings unless you're my dad who was banned from the second half of the podcast and this is why I'm telling stories at all times today is because I told my dad to listen to the second half of the podcast because I thought it would be funny and it's not like weird today so we're just going for it the whole episode and I knew I needed to tell the story in the beginning because it's just too good so uh, the beginning we're 30 minutes in okay anywho so when you know obviously everything went down with earrings and I embarrassed myself by hitting on him uh, <laughs> you know, we had a good we had a good laugh about it. So when Kevin and Danielle came over, Danielle was like, oh, Kevin, like, tell her what you were going to do. And he was like, no, you said it was me. And I was like, well, I love that. Tell me. And so basically he was like, I was going to joke that earrings was like coming with us today. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. But you are right. I would have gotten excited, would have been let down. I was like, however, I kind of already written him off in my head at this point. So I was like, I don't know how he would have reacted. So anywho, we're like doing our thing down there, having a good time suddenly. And I wish I could put into words the expression on Kevin's face. He lit up like just like his team scored a touchdown in the last like two minutes of the game. And they were like down and they're like going to win now. Like the look on his face and he just looks at me and he's like, no way. And sure enough, up walks motherfucking earrings and it's I was like oh my god well the fact that we joked about it first of all but I would like to point out that I invited him to come so I don't know if he remembers that but this is my podcast my version of the story so obviously in my world he's absolutely in love with me and so he came to like maybe magically run into me that's the story we're painting that's the narrative I'm sticking with and don't fucking tell me any different I don't want to hear it so anyways, you know, we're like talking to him for a hot minute. We do this awkward side hug. I'm fucking cannot stop laughing. Like I, I, we all know I have no chill. We have no chill. I'm not a good liar. I just, I can't keep my fucking shit together. I have absolutely no cool in the game. And I'm just like fucking dying. So, and I'm also just like, cannot believe that this is happening. So then he's like, oh, what are you guys doing? Like, what's cool to do down here? And I'm just like, Ugh, whatever, you know? And He's like, oh, well, Kev, give me your number. Like, we'll text. You know, I was like, yeah, sure. Get Kevin's number. Like, that's that's the way to do this. So anyway, you know, we go to my favorite place in the whole world. Not in the whole world because Ale House is my name. We're Uno. My favorite place in Campbell is Water Tower Kitchen. As we know, it's historically where I take all my dates. And so, you know, we were downtown. I was like, we got to go to fucking Water Tower. So we go down there. We get some drinks. I cry because, like, that's what we do when we're drunk. And um, then we go to this bar for one more drink historically. And so we go into the bar. Kevin's left at this point, tragically and not tragically, like something happened to him. I just meant it was sad that he left because it was fun. And we walk into the bar and who's fucking there? Earrings. And I'm like, OK, whatever. So I'm busy going straight to the bar. I like literally walked past him and didn't say anything. I don't know who I thought I was in this moment, by the way. I was like, oh, no, she's a hot girl. She's not fucking bothered by earrings. You know, she's going to stroll in looking good in my fucking peasant's dress or whatever I was wearing with the lace, whatever. It was a cute outfit. You can check it out on the gram, actually. Um, we did a full photo shoot. So one of those pictures I know is going up today. So at Ashley Sleek, that's Ashley with two Iggy's on Instagram. Anywho. So, um, you know, I'm at the bar. It's taking a long time. Obviously, it's popping. And this motherfucker just comes out of nowhere. And he's like, you know, I'm like, I'm busy. 
Okay. I'm like hitting on the other dudes at the bar. I'm trying to get attention. Mostly by hitting on them. I mean, I was bullying the guy who tried to get drinks before me. And I was like, I will throw so many hands with you. If there's one thing I don't recommend you stepping in my way of, it's like, do not step in the way of me and food and do not step in the way of me and alcohol. Like, it's just not a good time. It's not a good time for you. So anyways, I was just like bullying this guy for trying to like cut me in line. And then he appears. And I'm like, as if I am going to help you. You know what I mean? Earrings. So because uh, at this point, for whatever reason, I've decided I hated him. And I like that for me. Get yours, girl. So he's done nothing to me. But I was just like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm not doing this. So anywho, I get my drinks and sit with the girls. You know, we're chatting. So then Earrings makes another appearance. And then one of my favorite things, I've never really been in this scenario before. And it was so fun. But the two girls that he was with approaches and one of them is very jealous and very pissed. And by the way, this girl was so hot. Like she was so cute. She was definitely in her early 20s. They were talking about how they were starting their first jobs. And I was like, oh, fuck. We we're like, I am not on your... Listen, babe, you're probably still on your parents' health care. Like, we are not the same. She was wearing a little crop top with these low rise jeans. She looked fucking incredible. And she was there like wedging her way in between us. And I was I was eating a goddamn corn dog. You guys literally, literally the world's largest, largest jumbo dog smothered in ketchup, drinking a fucking beer like with my braids all fucked up at this point, you know, it had been a day and I cried at the bar before. So like, I, you know, her makeup's all fucked. I didn't care. What do I care? I'm like 12 beers in today. And this little girl just was like, what? And so then obviously I start talking to him. Cause at first I didn't realize what was happening. You know, it took me a minute until she was like wedging her body between. It's like, I've done that. I fucking know her game. I was 23 once. Long time ago, but she was 23 and jealous and like thought she was the hottest bitch at the bar and was like, don't talk to my mans. By the way, at that time, though, I was hitting on men called like pirate tape and big time. So it's like nobody was going for my mans, you know, and so I don't know why I was getting so threatened, but good for you, girl. Anyway, I just was like, oh, my God, this is freaking hilarious. And I just wanted to tell her, babe, if there's one thing I can tell you about men, OK, if you feel like you need to wedge yourself between your mans and another woman, he's not the one for you. He just isn't. And I was like, how am I going to tell this girl that? I'm not going to tell her that. But I wanted to. I want to be like, come in the bathroom with me. OK, let's just let's talk it out. I'm already telling you you're too good for this guy. I can tell right now that he he's not in the mood. I don't know what it is, but I was like, if he's looking at you and he's not interested, babe, mm -mm. I was like, there are like 17 other dudes like, as you're standing here, I just watched five dudes check you out. Like, don't worry about earrings. Earrings doesn't know what he wants. OK, he's confused. It was just so I was like this girl. She was so hot. She had no business being there. And uh, <laughs> anyway, they eventually left. And the funny thing about earrings is that he got in another panic situation. And I because I could hear Mo and Danielle talking when he was talking to me and Danielle was saying she had to leave. And I was like, hey, I just want you to know, like, don't worry, because I still had a full beer. And it's like. You can probably leave me at a bar and I will be fine. I'm going to do one of two things. I'm either going to make friends with every single person there or I'm going to sit back, phone opened, writing down content. Like I'm watching. OK, so I was like, hey, don't worry about me. Like I'll walk home. And Danielle being the wing woman that she is, 
Okay. Like she sees, she's like, okay, they're talking. She's like, oh, you, you two, you two can stay behind, you know, being a good wing woman. And this man panics. I mean, and at first I took it personal, obviously, but then I was like, nah, cause he rejected the hot girl. So I was like, we're fine. And he was just like, oh no, I mean, I'm going to leave too. And I was like, so what is it? What is it? Do you, what, what, what are you so afraid of? And I was like, listen, you missed your mark. I'm not that smashly anymore. And maybe she'll come back. But I was like, we are on a new era. Okay. I went out and I specifically said, we're not totally manhunting. We didn't dip out on the manhunt. We actually had a code word. I freaking can't remember. What, oh, it was Barracuda, actually. So we had a code word if there was somebody there that we didn't want to see. I don't remember what that one was, but Barracuda, I do remember because I use it often. That was if we spotted a guy that looked cute. So I saw a couple Barracudas that day. So I wasn't really worried, you know, and I was just living my absolute best. I was so excited to just like be there. Like I was like, I live in this town now. It was so fun because people kept asking, oh my God, have you been here before? And this is my first time I just moved here. Like she's a new to the local area, hanging out with the Lokes, getting the people in, finding out the good spots, you know, hanging out at Katie Blooms with all the regulars. Like, hi, I was living my best. I didn't give a fuck about earrings and whatever he was going to do, you know? So um, anyways, it was just like such a good time. But this guy was panicked. I, I wish I could reenact. Um, and, and literally about Oktoberfest, I literally just wrote Oktoberfest, amazing, running into earrings. So now that my iPad has taken its dramatic spot back in life, I can tell you that it was just a good weekend. It was so fun. I just had the best time. And, um, was I hurting on Monday? Absolutely. I was hurting. And for whatever reason, the monsters in this building unit, like, decided to put in hardwood floors. This is my dad's theory that they're putting in hardwood floors below me. And it was literally shaking my apartment. So, you know, when you're like a little bit, as the kids say, hungover and, um, you know, your head's already pounding and then your literal apartment is pounding and it's literally shaking. And you're just like, what did I do to deserve this level of torture? That is how I felt on Monday. By the way, I had way too much content today to have been talking about tampons. Way too much. It is jam-packed. And I was out here just being like, make sure you don't cheap out on your tampons. Like, bitch, what the fuck? So some of these are going to have to stay, um, which is good because I, one of them was like, I saw a TikTok that was like, what is your plan B if no one marries you? And I was going to talk about it. And I was like, I don't. But then I was like, wait, I don't have an answer. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is I'm having a very expensive party. A very expensive party. And like, I'm, listen, I did not, I've said it many times. We've heard on the podcast. I was not a bridesmaid 11 times to not get my own wedding. And I'll have it at some point. If I have to sue Sylvester that shit and marry myself. And if you don't get that joke, we can't be friends. I'm just kidding. Okay. Here's the thing though. I could skip celebrity, but there's a couple things I'm going to run through them. I swear, but I just can't. We cannot have a podcast episode right after photos of Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber arrived and me not talk about it. OK, and I'll do I'll keep it quick. I'll keep it quick because all I have to say is, yes, I love this. I absolutely love this. I said the last time that I didn't think Hailey Bieber was as absolutely evil as everybody paints her out to be. I really think that Hailey came into Justin's life when he was a different person. 
And I think I do think that he was mean to Selena. I do think that all happened. But I think it's more important for their growth, for them to just be able to exist as people like I I, listen. I'm not saying that like, oh, Justin's a changed man. But you know what? If Haley's happy with him and they're happy and whatever's working, their relationship works like leave it alone because shipping Jelena all the time, it hurts everybody. It hurts Selena. It hurts Justin. It hurts Haley. So it's like, what are you really doing? Nobody cares about the person that you dated. For them, that's like their high school relationship. And I'm not saying nobody cares because some of y'all get married to them and good for you. I have officiated two of those weddings. So, you know, I believe in love. However, it's just like it's like I told that the bad Ashley when I went on a date, like if I married me personally, if I married the person I was dating at 25, I would have been miserable, absolutely miserable or any of the people in my 20s, to be honest. Well, like. Like, you know, I'm thinking like my early 20s when I dated like, oh, some bad people, (laughs) not bad, but just like rough choices, like glad I didn't marry people from my early 20s. You know what I mean? And like, that's kind of where they are. Sometimes you get really lucky and you meet somebody in college that was really amazing and or in high school and it works out for you. And other times it doesn't. But I would hate if people constantly were like, we we ship Jim Schley. We never had. Ashley me I don't know Jimmy and I didn't have a fun name but if people constantly told me that they miss my relationship with him and they shipped us like that would be really hard for me like I don't I don't want to hear it if anybody told me that they shipped me with any of the people from my earlier 20s however or in college I would be like why what is wrong with you uh so anyways and then I just have to say these other two things right before I was on the podcast uh, today, I saw this interview with Ed Sheeran and he was like low key hot. I feel like some people become dads and then they become daddies. Like, I don't know what happened there, but it just felt like we needed to talk about Ed Sheeran looking hot. Like I almost just knocked over my microphone talking about it. And also as a Glee person, obviously, I have to talk about the interview. So Kurt, a.k.a. Chris Kofer, did an interview and they were asking if she, if he was going to go see Leah Michelle on on Broadway as Funny Girl and he literally said I can be triggered at home. Like the shit is piping hot but it kills me. As like a Kurt and Rachel stan, it just oh my god, it absolutely breaks my heart. It really does. And I did have an ask Ashley this week. I'm going to put a pause on it. I did want to say this though because I want to make sure that the person who had submitted the question. So somehow I got two questions about being on a dating show. So the first one was just like, would you ever do it? And we all know I already went on the rant with it. But there was a second question about it. And they asked more questions. You know, they were like, uh, if I would were to go on a show, um, what would I think the best approach would be? You know, so actually, as I'm talking about it, I'm just going to answer it because I think it's a quick one. I would just be yourself. I know it's so boring. It's so boring. But honestly, the like the worst thing you can be is somebody else. Like I I just feel like I spent a long time. I mean, I think a lot of people meet me and they're like, she's just her. But that's not true. I spent a lot of time like trying to minimize who I am to like please other people or I didn't want them to hate me. So like, you know, I was just going to be my. And it's like, no. And trust me. The right person will love you. But can I just say this? And I don't mean this to be mean. And I get it. You bachelor people are going to be all pissed at me. I don't think you're going to find the love of your life on that show. I don't think dating shows are going to get you there. I don't really believe in it. I support you. 
if you have an alternate, like, okay, like, I would really love to, you know, get a little popularity and then maybe find a man's or a woman or whoever you're looking for. Yes, I just don't think you're really going to find the love of your life on a dating show. I just, I'm sorry. Might find some besties, though. Seems to be what happened with Love is Blind. <laughs> Hi friends, so it's fall and as you all know, this means it's my power season. So I am doing everything possible to protect that good energy and I'm telling you right now, my products from Kitsch are getting me there. I am obsessed with my towel scrunchie, literally, I just put my hair up in it, I do a little work and then I go and blow dry and it's so perfect. Also, for those mornings that I'm like, I cannot get out of bed to save my life, my ice roller is like, girl, I'm gonna help you get there. It is so wonderful. And also I'm getting the best night's sleep on my silk pillowcase and they just debuted a sage green one. So if you don't think my little toxic shopping self has justified that I need it, you're wrong. I am getting one for all of my pillows. So please treat yourself this fall to one of Kitsch's many amazing items. You can use promo code AshleySleek15 for 15% off, or you can just shop the link in my bio on Instagram at AshleySleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. One of the other notes that I had in the dating section is um, dying at how many matches I had on Monday morning. Like, good for her. Like, that's how I wrote it. I did. Listen, I, I don't think I should drunk a mumble anymore, though. I, I, do, I get why I'm doing it. It's just sometimes it ends badly. OK, anyways. Um, also, oh, I hope these pop up. I'm going to be so sad. So I did. I think I talked about it last week about banter. If I if I didn't, let me give you the short, short and sweet. So banter is from Ted Lasso. So, you know, I'm a Ted Lasso girl through and through one of my favorite shows of all time. And on the show, there is a dating app that they talk about called Banter. And the premise behind it is that basically you match with someone based off their profile, but not their pictures. And then you can talk and then you don't see what the other one looks like until you meet up in real life. So to promote the third season of Ted Lasso, uh, Bumble paired with Ted Lasso to do like a banter kind of night. So it was on Thursday night for an hour and you got three minutes to talk to somebody. And then at the end, you could only see like a small picture of them and then you could swipe right or swipe left okay and I had the best time doing this I almost didn't do it because I was super tired I went to go get my nails done because I had to look good for the wedding obviously I uh, can't let my girl down like that so you know I sorry I'm realizing that I have to take my phone down for this because I screenshotted a couple of the conversations because they were so amazing I quite literally had the best time and my mom was was at home with me too. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like so stressed out because you only, like I said, you only get three minutes. But what's so great is that they can message you first. And it looks like this might be happening like every Thursday night. I don't know how long, but it's happening again this upcoming Thursday. And you best fucking believe, you best believe my ass is jumping on again, especially being in, uh, being in like San Jose for it will be good because I was in Livermore. So I had a lot of matches out there. Um, a, a lot from Stockton, which, um, I found this really cute boy. Cause then after you can see their profile. So obviously my mom and I were like so excited to go through and snoop through everybody's, uh, profiles. She was a little judgmental. I'm not going to lie, but you know what? It's fine. We needed her. Uh, sometimes my standard aren't as high as they should be, you know? And um, <laughs> so any, anyway, we had a great time, but there was a couple people from Stockton and she wouldn't stop reminding me that there was a serial killer out there. And I was like, OK, mom, like it's really harshing the vibes, you know. 
Okay, so I screenshot a couple of these conversations. Here, here was my first one, and it almost discouraged me, but I really powered through. Uh, they asked me, like, if I could change anything, you know, like in my life, what would I do? And I was like, nothing, you know? I was like, your baby girl lives with no regrets. Like, I've made a lot of fucking mistakes. Like, probably in reality, anything that I did to, like, hurt somebody else. But you only have three minutes to answer. And I just was like, I don't know. I'm, I just feel like I learned so much from everything that's happened to me that I don't know what I would say. Here was the response. I would like a rewind button to go back in life and mend the relationship mistakes I made, like over stupid little things. I broke things up. And by the time I realized it was too late. So hold on. We are on a dating app game where you have three minutes to talk to me. And in those three minutes, I screenshot I had 14 seconds left to talk to this guy. And he has quite literally already brought up his ex. No. Okay, this was my favorite one. So the first message. What do you call a bee from America? I don't know what. A USB. Amazing. Next message. Now, what do you call a bee who can't make his mind? I said, no idea. He said, a maybe. And I said, please tell me there are more bee jokes coming. I'm looking for three minutes of just straight bee jokes. And he said, there are. But then the time was up and I was very sad. Uh, Also... I don't know why I said this. Someone sent me a walrus gif that said, hey, cutie, which I was like, are you calling me a motherfucking walrus? And I said, oh, my gosh, very cute gift. But bold of you to assume that I'm cute. You don't know what I look like. He didn't talk back to me, so it's fine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Also, um, there was once I went back through after I was playing the game, then I wanted to keep swiping. And I thought I had more screenshots and I don't. But I I did end up getting a couple matches and like talking from here. So I thought that was really, really fun. However, I also do have to share a couple profiles and messages that I got were just so wild. I am devastated that this man did not match with me. This man, like you, when I say this, and if you are a a regular here at the podcast, you're going to know this guy's profile bio was just a flavor flave looking for my New York. Like I swiped on this man so fast. I didn't even look at the rest of his profile. And I was absolutely devastated that we have not matched. He has no idea. It says he's new here. So maybe he just like isn't on the app that much. I don't know. That's not what that means. That means that he's new to the app. And so he's probably on it a lot. But I'm devastated. Just absolutely devastated that this man did not match with me. He sounds like my soulmate. It's just rude. It's just rude. And then I, okay, so (laughs) I got this other message. I don't really know how to react. This guy's name is Johnny. His first photo is terrifying. It's like one of those ones. I don't know who told men that the best selfie that they could take is like a side. Like it's it's, so it's, it's from a high angle, but it's just a side of their face, like looking up all sensual. And you're just like, but why? With the backwards hat specifically. So this was his, this was his intro. It's getting closer to Halloween. So this was on Hinge, so he can message me first. Sorry to back it up. It's getting closer to Halloween, and you know you've got that bad witch energy with a broom, a winky face, and a laughing emoji. And he said, do you like scary movies? Do you have a favorite? Listen, I know you're probably thinking, Ashley, this is your man. He said you have bad witch energy, and you fucking love spooky season. However, well, this guy had a kid. And listen, I have to stop attracting the daddies. We already know. So um, and his first profile picture scared me. And now that I look at it again, 
he has a cigarette behind his ear, which is yucky. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, it, and it's not it, for me. It wasn't just the fact that he said I had bad witch energy, which normally I would love. For some reason, the broom emoji just really set me over the edge on this one. And I was like, I absolutely, absolutely cannot. So, you know, she's had a good time. So I actually, I've had some success. I haven't moved. I have one person that when Smashly was talking to them, she moved us from Hinge to texting. So we're texting and it's getting to that annoying part where like, okay, so basically I don't know what to nickname him because he just genuinely seems like a nice boy. He is 27, so he's a couple years younger than me. I don't know if that's a problem. However, he is just genuinely seems like the nicest fucking little boy. And I realize I said little boy. I'm not going to have time to edit that out. And I'm horrified. However, he just seems like a nice boy. So we're just going to call him the nice boy. And um, so for a while I was like, you know, I was like, oh, this is just like this really sweet boy. He's talking to me. And I'm like, whatever. You know, I was just kind of like, whatever about it. But then he um, and I hate to say this so toxically. I hate what's about to come out of my mouth, but I have to admit it to you all. You're my best friends. So he um, didn't respond to me at all today. And I started to get panicked that he was like ghosting me. And then suddenly I was like, oh, no. Like, I want him to text me. And I'm not saying that you should go ghost bitches to find out because it's a horrible thing to do. However, it really changed the game. The idea that he could reject me really toxically changed the game. And now I'm like, oh, my God, he just se- you guys. He just seems like such a sweet boy. But there's a there's one person from the um, the banter game that I was talking to. There's another guy on Hinge. And I was telling my mom, <laughs> I was telling my mom all about them. And she's like, OK, girl. And I'm like, listen, Trisha, tis the season, baby. We are go- we are rolling into our 30s. OK, we're dating. We're we're unbothered. We're doing our thing like whatever. I am so like it's it's nice. It doesn't feel as much pressure. And, you know, the advice I always give about online dating is to keep dating like because I know better. If I were to just stop talking to everybody and just talk to the nice boy, like I said, the minute he ghosts me or something happens, I'm going to be like, huh, like too devastated to function. And I just we can't I don't have that. I don't have that kind of time right now. So um, I'm too busy in my silky pajamas. Jenna, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I wear these freaking bridesmaids pajamas every day. They're silky and I'm obsessed. I feel like a sultry little pajama girl. I don't know. I not sultry probably wasn't the right word. And my dad's like, why the fuck did you make me keep listening to the podcast? I just thought he'd think the banter jokes are funny. Anyway, he might have dropped off by now. But listen, I I love these silky pajamas. I really do. And I just have to thank you publicly here on the podcast because I am obsessed. OK, this is my I'm sorry what moment. I know we're already at time. And so I'll I'll try to make it quick. But we all know that I won't. I was very humbled this weekend. I now realize it's because I got my period, but I felt like I looked like so bad in my pictures. So bad. And, you know, I still posted them anyways, even though I was kind of feeling like a fat bitch and all of them and like not saying that fat's ugly. That's obviously not what I believe. I'm just saying that I didn't feel confident in them. And but I was like, no, these are such good memories. I want to post them. However, there were a couple group shots from the house that I was like, oh, I've been humbled. I was like, she was kind of on her hot girl walk high for a minute. And I was like, oh, she's been because the pictures that I take of myself where I'm like, oh, she looks good. That's because I know my angles and I use my little ring light and I get my shit together. 
However, I will not be letting another skinny bitch take a photo of me. I don't really know how to get around that, but I'm like, I'm about to bring my tripod everywhere because I don't trust these hoes. Like, of course you look good straight on. Not I, not I. And of course you look cute in a sorority squat in the front. Listen, if I'm going to do a sorority squat, if you don't know that it is, it's just a squat, but like it was made famous by sorority girls trying to get all 50 million of them in the same photo. So uh, speaking of, by the way, one of my favorite messages that I got from somebody, uh, he asked me about weddings and I was like, oh yeah, I've been in a bunch. I've been in like 11. And he was like, what are you in a sorority or something? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm 30. So no, I'm not in a sorority. Uh, however, is that the only way that you think I could have friends? Um, no hates on sororities. You know me. I went to I went to sorority formals back in my day. I had a great time. I have no hate fire towards them. I said I was in a on some lacrosse team, which is kind of a sorority within itself. But no, that's not really how I made my friends. Uh, I don't. I just collect them like Pokemon cards. I don't want to tell you. Anyway, they all have their strengths, and I can play them when I need them. You know, not like playing them like in a bad way, but like you know, Pikachu. I choose you to tell me that I'm being a dumb bitch and following the wrong guy. This, this is not helping me at all. I really need to make time to edit these podcasts. However, it is fun this way. So all of this is to say that, listen, I just think that if somebody tells you what angles to use, just listen to them. You are going to look good in every photo. You don't need angles. You look like a little twig. You're not choosing my picture stances for me. OK, I I want to I'm all about the mysteriousness. OK, I don't want everybody to know right away that I have 12 chins. I don't want them to know right away. You know what? You take me for a drink and then you discover all on your own that I have 12 chins. OK, but I don't need to be I don't need to be showing that right away. I was very humbled by my photo taking experience this weekend. And anyways, you know, I had a great time. I realized, too, that I wore at the shower. I was wearing a cute like yellow mustard yellow dress with like a brown bow in my hair. And then to the wedding, I wore a green dress with a green bow in my hair. And I was like, am I making this my signature look these days? Is 30 all about the big bows? Big bows, big hoes, baby. <laughs> you know what they say? No one's ever said that. Anywho, anywho, I'm thrilled about this being my last episode in my 20s. I feel like this has been a great time. We have really been through some shit, you all. Like, I mean, I started this podcast in my 20s. I'm so thrilled it's going to come with me to my 30s. I can't wait. It's going to be just the best time, ups and downs, and making sure I budget for the right tampons, like all the things that you learn, you know, at the end here, uh, at the end of your life. I'm just kidding. Anywho, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to be here with you all next week. There is nothing I would rather do than to spend my 30th birthday with you all here on the podcast. And I can't wait to do it. I love you so incredibly much. Please be nice to yourselves. Embrace you're like crazy and <laughs> me being wild, uh, you know, shoot your shot, do your thing. Don't be afraid. Be you. I love you so much. Okay. Bye.